0: Welcome to another episode of the Music City Drive-In. I am your host Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we're going to continue down this home stretch towards the Oscars. Today, we're going to be taking a look at the director category. We'll be giving our thoughts on who we think will win, who could play potentially play some spoiler, and who we want to win the category. As always, I am joined by my co-host here, Jacob. How are you today?
1: Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm ready for this five-minute show and <laughs> to go over something we probably already know.
0: Absolutely. So coming back to us on the show, this is the second time on the show from Next Best Picture here. Mr. Matt Negley, how are you today?
2: I'm doing great. I am so happy to be here to talk about Oscar season with you, fine gentlemen. This is going to be a lot of fun.
0: Thank you for coming on and joining us for the first time. I'd like to welcome to the show from Awards Watch, Eric Anderson. How are you doing?
3: I am hungover, so
0: watch out.
3: <laughs> I, I may be very feisty today.
0: Hey, I like it.
3: I like it a whole <laughs> lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so the nominees in this category are, obviously, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, David Fincher for Make, Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman, Lia Chung for Minari, Thomas Wittenberg for Another Round. Madam, we'll let you kick it off. What were your initial thoughts on this group?
2: My initial thoughts on this group were, well, I had a lot of thoughts to go through my mind, actually. Uh, One was that I correctly predicted that Aaron Sorkin would miss in this category. As I know other people, that was not a prediction that was unique to me. Uh, However, the prediction that was very unique to me that I had had been riding since, honestly, since I saw the film back at Sundance a year ago, was I thought Florian Zeller was going to be um, actually a lone director nominee. I didn't think the father was going to get into Best Picture, and I thought that he would get into director as like a Bennett Miller, Fox catcher mm-hmm. kind of style. I turned out to be wrong, and it turned out to be Thomas Vinterberg, which was uh, quite a lovely surprise. You know, he started the Dogma movement with uh, Lars von Trier. It's really nice to see him get this level of recognition for a movie that is – widely beloved by everybody so that was a a very very great surprise and then of course having two women nominated in this category and then when you throw lee isaac chung in there and you realize at that point that it's just like this abundance of riches and it's just like a well diversified category that honestly what can you complain about at that point
0: eric same question to you
3: uh, well, unlike Matt, my prediction was flawless and perfect, <laughs> and <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. Wait,
2: did no. you call the Vinterberg nomination? Yeah, I did. Yes, oh, you did. Dude, I did. Yes, nice. did. And, yeah. and
3: oh. it was yes, it was really Lucky. fun. I, I did that with with uh, Martin McDonough a couple years ago too, mm-hmm. and it just sometimes you get those weird gut instincts. A lot of times they don't pay off for me, and I'm like, because I had you know Alan Kim possibly getting in, but that was too. I had I had Gary so yeah. But the the Vinterberg thing really tracked with with recent history and how that di- that branch loves its European directors. And mm-hmm. if we hadn't had if we had had a normal can film festival last year, another round would have been in. Yep. It would have won something. Matt Mickelson was probably sixth in actor.
2: I think so too.
3: Um, and it, all of those things just were like percolating. I'm like, okay, this is this has to be. a a real possibility. So I was pretty stoked for that. But I'll just echo what Matt said that this group is so history making that it's incredible and not just one thing. There's like four different things and that all put together are fantastic Oscar history. Uh, But at the same time, you know, when you have, when you're 93 years in and you, it's the first time that two women have been in you Half of it is celebration and half half of it is condemnation. Mm
0: -hmm. And that
3: goes for all of the history that was made in this category because it shouldn't have to be 93 years before you get, you know, two Asian directors or a woman getting in for her first feature. All of these things are wonderful and amazing and, and fantastic. And I love this group.
0: Jacob, so out is that front runner in this group, and I don't want anybody to reveal who they think is going to win, even though I think we're all going to be on the same page towards the end here. But I want you to think, I want you to tell us who you think could play spoiler here, Jacob. Um
1: so I'll go with one. Um I'll go, I'll go with Fincher, just because he's Fincher. Um, you know, main club with nominations. And I could see a world where he does a Tom Hooper type of thing, but I just I don't think there's anyone who's really going to beat him. Um, other than that, Lee Isaac Chung could come out and maybe get it if Minari starts to overperform um, come awards night. But those are the only two I could really see kind of pushing for that um, number one spot.
0: Eric, same question to you. Anybody you could foresee potentially playing spoiler?
1: I think the only one that
3: – and it's a very very distant second would be finale. i think her film has all the right nominations um i i i don't i don't see a, a ghost of a chance for for venture i mean it missing editing and screenplay was mm-hmm. insanity and in order for a, a tom hooper type thing to happen mank would have needed to perform much better and be propelled uh ahead of ahead of this and and it's not it's going to mm-hmm. go it's going to go into the night like winning production design maybe that's it uh so it's it's very like a it's like a lincoln now but um i think there's potential for lee Isaac Chung. maybe if minari wins sag and there is like a uh a different type of grounds well but i mean really we're just talking about who is second place here
0: mm-hmm. absolutely matt same question to you
2: i'll make uh because i agree with predominantly everything that eric said but i will just maybe say that if mank were winning more than just production design and when i say more i don't mean just one more award. i mean like at least bare minimum two more Tech awards, then I would compare it less to Lincoln and more so to another 2012 film that year. Now it'd be Life of Pi. Um, that is the only scenario coupled along, obviously, with him pulling a Tom Hooper and winning the DGA. I, I get Eric's logic um and why none of those things will probably come to pass. However, I do think we're living in this in a world now where director is kind of seen as its own best picture prize to the, to the runner up film and picture and director are splitting more often than ever when with the preferential ballot so th- i don't know there is this weird thing that i've just noticed happening lately where if you have a film that's winning screenplay, acting, you know, attack or whatever, uh, that all usually go to picture and then director and text usually go like hand in hand. It feels like, I mean, a lot of us predicted it last year of Sam Mendes and look, look how that turned out. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, that would be the only way I could see Fincher possibly doing it. Uh, but the fact that his film is only right now widely predicted to win just production design, one of its only, uh one of its ten nominations. Yeah, I, I don't see it happening. So I agree with Eric. Um, it, it, there is a number two and it probably is Fincher. He's overdue. Um, It's a technical showcase. But man, oh man, did this movie need to be just a lot more beloved, a lot stronger in order to make a compelling argument. Otherwise, it's kind of like everyone else is just happy to be nominated and she's Mm going to run away with it.
3: Yeah. But I think for, for, for this to have a 2012 uh, comparison, then the directing front runner would have had to be snubbed. And that's not the case here. So there, there isn't
2: that path becomes just so unbelievably tiny. I mean, you look at gravity, you know, the following year where it was like the technical film and Cuaron, you know, was the, Prize for that movie, uh, other than Best Picture, and I mean, there are other examples of it. Uh, Alejandro Gonzalez, you already t- with The Revenant, obviously, didn't <laughs> win Best Picture. Uh, Damien Giselle with La La Land, historically, not winning Best Picture, but these are movies that are winning six, three, uh, the uh, five, four, whatever Oscars, and we're still talking about may- maybe winning two, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> yeah. it, it's just so unlikely at this point, uh, that. You know, for a long, long time, and I mean a long time, like months, uh, a lot of us were thinking that uh, Joshua James Richards would lose steam in cinematography. Eric Messerschmidt might start gaining some wins. He never really did. Uh, (laughs) And then we thought that cinematography, director, production design, and it's like, oh, well, Manx path is starting to look pretty solid, but it just hasn't worked out that way. And as a result, um, that's where the linking comparison does make a lot of sense. Where it's heading into the night, guaranteed to win this one thing, and maybe it surprises and wins a second thing. But otherwise, it's
1: yeah. If it if it does win a second thing, what do you think that's going to be? Oh, like what do you think's the best shot for it to win a the set like a second award? I've contemplated uh, sound a lot recently, and
2: I've also. I've also contemplated um, uh, it winning costume design because it's a, it's the best picture nominee amongst that group. But, and then the sound thing, it's like, when I say I contemplated it, it's like, I thought about it for like a split millisecond because it's like (laughs) sound of metals running away with that. In my opinion, I agree. Uh, But like, you know, you do start thinking about these things in terms of like, Well, what else? And okay, what is the likely path that that could happen? And it's weird because Mank, for example, is nominated for makeup. It's not really a makeup showcase. So it doesn't make sense to win there. It's nominated for cinematography. And unless, literally, unless if by some miracle Mank is winning ASC or something, I I just like, I don't see the path right now. Because it just looks like that's Nomad Land's uh, coattail win, like all the way. I don't want to say coattail; it's a deserving win. Um, I don't know, Eric. What, what, I'm sure you've thought about this. What do you think is like the most likely co- thing?
3: I think costume design is probably the closest uh, thing that it could get as a, as a second. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Messerschmitt Schmidt could win ASC and still lose to, yeah. to Richards pretty handily. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. But it's yeah. Uh, yeah, so costume design is probably the, the closest next path for for Mank. You know, a time ago it would have been Amanda Seifred. She got in at least. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very happy have <laughs> yeah. her. Which you know, after the the sex step was like, okay, so maybe she's really just not a part of this. Yeah, at all. Um, but I mean, that category is crazy anyway. There's a lot. That
2: category is there. so crazy that it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> It, it wouldn't, wouldn't at all. surprise it wouldn't me if she somehow me. came mm-hmm. up the middle. You know, and, you know, I I had tried to
3: shoehorn her into being like the Kim Basinger, LA Confidential. Sure, yeah. Uh, for a long time until it didn't really work, and you know, I couldn't make that narrative really like come to life.
0: Yeah,
2: she would really have to be Marsha Gay Harden at this point. Nobody is Marsha Gay.
0: All right, so Matt, back to you. Who do you want to win this category? Not think. Who do you want to? Who do you want to win? Oh, um,
2: <laughs> Emerald Finale my is my girl. Um, I thought she directed the shit out of that movie. Yeah. Um, there's so much on a on like and i've rewatched promising Young woman multiple times there's so much to come back to on a rewatch when you think about the meticulous design of that movie with the production design the costumes and how much they influence uh character especially i am so incredibly impressed that this is her directorial debut to the point that i would have no problem uh you know, giving her a Sam Mendes American Beauty style <laughs> first time. Here's your here's your Oscar because, quite frankly, I I really do think it is just a solidly well rounded directed film. It's not something that I would elevate to the level of like sheer greatness. And I do believe that someday she will probably produce that. I mean, because if this is your first, mm-hmm, holy yeah. crap! What else do you have left to give? Um, but. In terms of just like an all around package uh, for me, also in terms of my own personal preference of style, because Nomad Land, as much as I love it, it's in my top 10 of the year. That type of filmmaking is usually just not my style. That slow, meditative, contemplative, like, you know, uh, storytelling is just usually not for me. But uh, Promise Young Woman was very, very much my thing. So um, I would have to give it to her.
0: Yeah, that's the same for me. I've watched Promising Young Woman, I think, five or six times now. Every time you watch it, the rewatchability you mm-hmm. pay attention and you find little new things about it that you love. And that's just the way that she crafted that film is just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, she would be hands down my pick as well. Um, Eric?
3: Uh, my pick would be Chloe Zhao pretty pretty handily, pretty easily. And I love Fennell and I love Promising Young Woman. I've seen it five times too, and I just think it is – absolutely uh, incredible, but I, I want, I want Jao to win not only because I think she directed the best film, but I want the history yeah, to happen. Absolutely. Uh, she's got, you know, she's already luckily uh, been able to, to take a very small career uh, and turn that into a superhero movie even before this happened. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's really wild. It's usually the kind of thing that would be afterwards. It's like, okay, then you get offered, you know, the, the big movie. So I think it's kind of amazing and cool that she's been able to do this in the reverse. And this is only her third movie. I mean, this it's this category is, is crazy when you stack up how many movies everybody has made. Um, but I guess I'm the the opposite of Matt in, in the sense that this is absolutely my kind of movie and storytelling. Mm-hmm. And um I mean I wouldn't call it slow and I wouldn't call it boring because I just think that those are those are sad words of sad people that, mm-hmm. that just don't have.
2: Yeah, they got like a negative yeah. connotation
3: to it, and I wouldn't apply yeah. that here because yeah. the movie so is still
2: very damn good. It's
3: laconic, and I'll use that word, in- <laughs> <laughs> um, not to sound too snooty and hoity-toity, um, but I I love that she's I love that she's doing exactly what she wants all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels, you know, like a trilogy. Her films right now these three and and i love that and we celebrate that for male actors all the fucking time true and and she deserves equal uh uh acclaim and attention for doing the very same thing so she is my pick
1: for sure jacob um yeah i mean i agree with everything eric said but i have to go with uh i i agree with everything matt said about finnell i thought just yeah, how meticulous and how how every little moment kind of mattered every little scene every little frame um and especially for her it being her first work just blew me away it was um you know i'm fresh out of film school but that was one nice. where i was like i was like i thought about it and i was like this is something i wish like i wish i had during that moment so i could have just really dove deep into kind of all the Tiny little symbolisms and meanings and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I thought she directed the hell out of it. That's she's my personal pick. It reminds me very much of uh Jordan Peele with Get Out in mm-hmm. 2017.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So now we're gonna transition over to the who's going to win, guys. Eric, you can go ahead and pick it <laughs> off. Uh, you can give us a long journey of uh, of why and who no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Obviously think, it's going
3: to be Thomas Vinterberg. Thomas Vinterberg, <laughs> yes, that's what I was <laughs> going to say. <laughs> Pretty clear exactly. At this point, <laughs> running away with it.
0: Listen the last 16 minutes and you know, you know who's yeah, and it's it's easy and we all think, I mean, we all know that Clay Jow is probably going to win this and it's it's I'm not even going to ask the question. So, I'm actually going to ask a different question to each of you guys. And that's going to be what what's one win you want to see Oscar Knight Outside and Eric, I'm going to pivot to you Ooh. saying that I don't. You can't say Chloe Zhao and you can't say yeah. that one. So
3: I'm going to let you kick it off. One that I that I. Oh my goodness! Um, and it, doesn't, it
0: doesn't have to be what you think. It doesn't have.
3: No, I know, you I know. I
0: Personally, want to win. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> you want to list a couple of them, Eric?
3: <laughs> um, I mean, I would love for Pinocchio to win makeup. Yeah. Um, if if, if if it was just like a single pick, uh, I would want Yu uh, Yujung to win supporting actress. Yes, I think more than anything. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that I would love. I want promising a woman to win original screenplay. I want Carrie Mulligan to win best actress. but the, those feel like things that are more likely to happen. So with supporting actress being so wild and weird, I do think that that she could win. Um, but it's just such a weird category. But I, I think that's what I want the most.
1: Jacob, uh, I'm I'm going back to supporting category as well. And I know I, know where you were gonna go I knew gonna I know we talked about it last week. But I I just think it would be so it'd be so cool and it would be so awesome to see Maria Bakalova get up on stage and accept for. Borat subsequent movie film. I just for me I does
0: Amazon pay you to say that every time you say that? I just say Borat I, I, I just to. say Borat too. So I just she say- needs
1: me. Um but yeah, I I, th- I just think for kind of what that performance is and for what she did and um you know for this being you know her first major movie, um I think it would be cool to see her, you know. And again, you know, we talked about it last week with um with Paul Racy, how kind of natural his progression was from going from a small role on an Amazon film to getting that nom. and I feel like hers was the same way where just kind of people the more people saw her, the more people enjoyed her. and I think it would be cool to see her kind of rise up to that uh, to that win.
0: I like it um and Mr. Matt to you,
1: sir um yeah i mean like
2: like eric said i want to see promise young woman take actress and screenplay but those are feeling like they're likely going to happen uh well as of now we'll we'll see where things go Mm -hmm. but the thing that i think is a long shot to happen that i would be just oh my god i would be so overjoyed if this happened i would love to see the father win best film editing
1: yeah,
2: yeah. Yep. I got the yep. golf clap. I got the golf yeah. clap of approval.
3: <laughs> no, I, I think that movie deserves the duo of production design and film editing. I think that would be incredible.
2: Yeah, I, I, I am starting to believe that the adapted screenplay path for it, if it wins BAFTA, is looking pretty solid as a way to reward the father as a whole. that's what i was thinking as well all these stylistic decisions with the production design the editing and re-experiencing the same scene and again and so on and so forth you know you have to obviously uh craft these moments but they start on the page and i think that i i just have a feeling that nomadland just doesn't feel like a typical screenplay winner so we'll see we'll see
0: well, now that Matt mentioned every single one that I wanted to talk about. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean the love of the father is, it's, I mean, for me, I, the, I personally want to see Anthony Hopkins win. I do. I think it's deserving. I think that it's, the performance is absolutely mesmerizing. I just, I've i watched it. I can't wait to watch it again. I've watched it six times. I'll watch it again just for my rewatch of all the, every, it just breaks my heart. Let, like let it, me
2: put it to you this way. He's my personal preference in the category. Um, I would not be heartbroken yeah. if he won, and I will not be heartbroken if he loses either because um, you think of so many of the all-time great performances that did not win the sure. Oscar, and that's okay. He's already got one. Yeah. Uh, the person that's probably going to win uh, doesn't have one and does not have another chance to get another one. Mm-hmm. So I I think things are going exactly as they should, and that's that's quite all right. <laughs>
0: Oh, absolutely. I agree with you 100%. I just, I I don't hate the idea of Chadwick winning. I, I don't. I, I mean, when I saw the movie, it was one of those things before I saw the movie, I was like, please let him win for it being a great performance. Yeah, yeah.
2: like, let's not make this a Rami Malik Bohemian Rhapsody situation. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I was, I was too very, very pleased and happy when I saw that the performance was excellent. Yeah. And he's a very, very deserving winner. Um, yes. My preference may be Hopkins of the two. But, I mean, this is, you know this is a Soviet choice scenario here. Mm-hmm. We're both just so fantastic that, you know, who, who can be upset that we're fighting over this? And like yeah. I said, it's not like you have one truly horrifically bad performance. that's going <laughs> to be out of deserving performances. So yeah,
0: yeah, I still, I still think about that one daily. I really do. I can't believe Bradley, Bradley Cooper,
2: Shev <laughs> and Oscar. Yep. yep. Yes. Yep.
0: It's, it's disheartening. All right, folks, uh, that was, I figured it wouldn't be a very long episode, but that's all right. Uh, Eric, where can we find you on Twitter and where can we find you on, where where can we find your work?
3: Uh, at awardswatch.com and then on Twitter at awards underscore watch and Instagram, just awards watch.
0: Huh? Uh,
2: next best picture everywhere. Pretty much. Uh, it's it not easy. next best picture everywhere. Just next best picture. <laughs> hey, people do strange things on the internet sometimes. They, I Believe me, they'll type in next best picture everywhere. I, I didn't find it. What the hell? They'll
1: come, <laughs> they'll, they'll find you, come scream at you, being like, you lied to me. You said yeah. this was it. <laughs>
0: yep. next, next picture No. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, folks, you can follow
0: Jacob on Twitter at tberry57, myself on Twitter at Ricky underscore, follow the show on Twitter at MCDI Podcast. Head over to the musiccitydrivein.com for all our latest articles, reviews, interviews, and so forth. Thank you, gentlemen, so much for coming on with us today. And we'll talk to you guys next week.
1: Thank you, guys. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah.